Hey everyone, welcome back to Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the sign of cancer. Welcome back to this episode of Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. As I said in the introduction, today we'll be discussing dominantly the sign of cancer. Now, I don't like that name and I don't like the fact that people call that sign that name. So I'm going to call it by its Hebrew name, which is Sartan. Sartan in Hebrew means the possession held. And in the sky, it's represented in the shape of a crab. It's very interesting to me because when I think of something being held, I don't think of a crab. I don't know, it's odd. They don't seem to be able to grab many things. But that's how it is represented in the heavens. And Sartan in Hebrew means the bound possession held. In other words, the possession that is held by Sartan is bound to Sartan. They can't go away from Sartan. Does that make sense? I hope so. Now remember last time I told you that each of the 12 constellations in the Maseroth have sub-constellations. These are called deacons. They're very important because they too will tell the story of what's going on in the church or what's going on basically in the body of Christ. I'm going to get to how you know or how you can discern that in just a moment. But let's talk about the three deacons of the sign or of the constellation of Sartan. The first deacon is Ursa Minor. And what Ursa Minor means is the lesser flock waiting for the one who comes. Ursa Minor largely represents the church because it's the lesser possession or the lesser flock waiting for the one who's coming. In other words, it's after Jesus came already and we're the lesser flock than Israel, okay? The second deacon in Sartan is Ursa Major, and it is defined as the sheepfold guarded. This is representative of Israel. Now there are, now there are quite a few constellations or stars that represent Israel in different ways, but this deacon in the sign or the constellation of Sartan represents Israel here. The third deacon is Argo. Argo, the third deacon in Sartan, is defined as the abundant released who traveled. These are really important definitions, and I'll get to that in just a second. But right now I'd like to discuss how we can discern what is going on with the body of Christ, with Israel, with Jesus at any given time. Because we don't want to just look back at what happened in the past, but we want to look at now. What's going on now? So many people use their horoscope to determine their day, what's going to go on with them, who they are as a person, and so on. But that's not what the Creator designed that for. That is sun worship. That is pagan, and that is idolatry, and that is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is biblical astronomy. And biblical astronomy is the study of the stars with respect to the story of the Son of God. So when we look at the stars as biblical astronomers, we are looking at them with the sole purpose of understanding what God is saying to us about His Word and about His people. As opposed to looking at the stars 
finding out what the sun is saying to us about our lives so that we can make decisions or buy a lottery ticket or whatever. So first of all, astrologers, people who study their horoscopes, people who give a lot of weight to this understanding of a sign, the way that they know that a sign is a sign is that the sun will be traveling through a particular constellation at a particular time. Meaning that from this day to this day, the sun is in Virgo, or the sun is in Cancer, or the sun is in Sagittarius, or whatever. They say, okay, well the sun is in this sign for this day to this day. And so anybody born from this day to this day is under this sign. And what they're doing is they're saying, okay, now because you're under this sign, you're going to behave a certain way and we can tell your future. Before I move on to the way that biblical astronomers look at the sky and how that's different and how we determine what is going on, I'd like to point out something. I was asking the Lord about this business of astrology. And if you've ever read your horoscope, I personally have read my horoscope and I don't give any credence to them or heed to them and I haven't read my horoscope in years and years when I discovered all this stuff. But if you've read your horoscope or if somebody has said, oh, you're a whatever sign and these are the personality traits of that sign and you say, yes, that's exactly how I am. Or I read my horoscope and yes, that's exactly what happened to me. You probably have a lot more faith and trust in that if those things have happened to you. If you have a certain sign and you say, yes, I identify with that sign or I had my horoscope and that's exactly what happened that day. So you put a lot of faith in that. But I was asking the Lord about that and why that is and why they can be so accurate and why do people actually put faith in it? Because they do come to pass. And the Lord said something really interesting to me. And this is what I'm standing on. This is not in the Bible. This is just my particular understanding of what God said to me. And you can take it or leave it, like it or lump it. This is my theory. People are born during particular seasons. And what happens, especially in a society that was largely agrarian, largely hunter-gatherer, agrarian, outside, not digital, not knowledge workers, physical workers, is that most people would be doing the same thing to prepare for the next season during this season. I'll give you a for instance. I know that sounds a little convoluted. I was born in the fall. And my particular sign, which I'm not going to tell you what it, what it is, has been assigned to me, get it, assigned to me, dictates that my personality be very pointed, very quick, very fast in decision making, very abrupt, very strong. And honestly, a little repulsive. And I don't like that sign. I don't like the way that it put my personality in a box. But when I asked the Lord about that, he said, you were born in the fall. Well, what's happening to societies in the fall? Well, they're getting ready for the winter. So they're making decisions quickly. They're busy. They're very, very busy. They have a task list, a to-do list. I got to get this done, this done, this done, because winter's coming. So I have to hurry up and I have to get it done. 
And so they scurry around and they're bossier than usual and they're more demanding than usual and they have an agenda more than usual. So when a child is born into that, that is what all the people around them are doing. And those are their first memories, unconscious, but still their first memories. And so the child will grow up thinking that that's how they have to behave because those were their first mentioned memories. That's why horoscopes and signs and astrology appear to be working because people who are grown people are doing certain things in those seasons and the babies that are born in those seasons are feeling those same types of behaviors all over the world. And that is why astrology seems so inviting. I hope that helps you and makes a little more sense. Back to biblical astronomy. I told you that astrologers, people who worship the sun, they follow the sun and whichever constellation it is in, that's what sign it is. Not with the Bible. God has designated Jupiter as the object to represent Jesus Christ in the sky in terms of a planet or a star as it appears to us. And wherever Jupiter is, in whatever constellation, you can draw a straight line from wherever Jupiter is to what's going on with the Word of God or with the Church of God. Sartan or Sartan is no different. Jupiter, as a matter of fact, was in the sign of Argo. Remember I told you the third deacon, the sign of Argo, during Noah's flood? You might be wondering, how do I know that? Well, biblical chronology tells us when Noah's flood should be. And I have some really great software on my computer that if I look back in time to that day or that time period, I can see that Jupiter is in Argo, meaning that Jesus was with his held possession on the ship as they traveled safely across the earth when the flood was on the earth. So what you do is you look at Jupiter and whatever constellation Jupiter is in, then you take the meaning of that constellation and you can discern what season it is for either the word of God, the sheepfold, or the flock. This will help you. This will help you to understand why we look at the sky, why we're interested in the sky. All right, I'm gonna close the session for now. I hope I've helped you understand what certain means, how to discern what's going on in the body of Christ or in Israel or with the Word of God at any given time. And I hope that you understand why it's so important to look at the Maseroth, to look at the constellations with the intention of understanding God and what he's trying to say to us, as opposed to looking at the constellations, trying to figure out what you should do with your life. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you. Music